the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Find all your satisfaction sexually, all your fulfillment, all your refreshment in your spouse, in your husband, in your wife. Drink water from your own cistern. Drink that living water from your own well. Look down at verse 18. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth. Just rejoice with the wife of your youth and be blessed by that fountain. In today's teaching, Pastor Dan will unpack the seventh commandment, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Sexual activity of any kind is to be preserved strictly for marriage. Unfortunately, in our world today, it is promoted in all forms outside of marriage. As Christ followers, we must be the voice against such sin, not only in our words, but through our actions for others to see. As a married man or woman, are you protecting the covenant that you made on your wedding day? Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Hebrews 13, beginning in verse 4, look what it says. Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. It says marriage is honorable among all. Marriage should be held in high honor among all because God created it, and so God has sanctified it, God has Uh, made marriage sacred, and so it should be esteemed by all people. And the marriage bed should be undefiled, it says, or, or, or kept pure. And then the writer of Hebrews says, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. Now, we know what adulterers are. We've been talking about that. But I want to point out that word fornicators there, uh, that word fornicators, it may be translated the sexually immoral in your Bible. So the sexually immoral and the adulterers, God will judge the fornicators. That word fornicator or fornication or sexual immorality, please hear me. It is a very, very broad term that refers to any kind of sexual activity outside of the marriage relationship. Any kind of sexual activity outside of of the marriage relationship between a husband and wife. It includes any and all sexual activity before marriage when you're single. The Greek word is the word pornos, from which we get the word pornography. Sexual immorality includes looking at 
pornography. And look what it says. Fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Look at the verse again. The verse is talking about honoring your marriage and keeping the marriage bed undefiled or pure. And the word adulterers is referring to people that are married, keeping their marriage bed pure. But the word fornicators is speaking to single people. Speaking to single people. So even when you're single, before you're married, you honor your marriage. And some of the single people might be thinking, my marriage? I'm not even dating anyone right now. What are you talking about my marriage? I'm not thinking about marriage. Most single people don't think about honoring their marriage. Honoring your marriage and keeping your marriage bed pure and undefiled through your sexual purity while you're single. Sexual immorality before you're married. Again, that's any kind of sexual activity. When you're single, it dishonors your marriage and it defiles your marriage bed. But I'm single. What are you talking about? I don't have a marriage bed. Yes, you do. If God's plan for you is to have a wife or a husband someday, to be married... Listen, single people, please give me your attention. And teenagers that are here that you're not thinking about marriage at all at this point. The choices you're making about your sexual activity when you're single, including looking at pornography. Will affect your intimacy with your spouse when you're married. The choices you're making now as a single person. When it comes to your sexual activity. Will affect your marriage. Once you're married. When it comes to pornography. Studies show that right now young men. I'm talking teenagers, late teens, early 20s. uh, Many of them are viewing so much pornography. That they are burning out their body. Before they get to marriage and once they get into marriage, they are unable to be intimate with their wife. They're physically unable. Because they've already burned out their body on pornography. Right now, the fastest growing market for Viagra. Is men under 50. Not old guys. It's young men. Who have just fried their body. Looking at stuff online. The choices you're making now. As a single person can defile your marriage bed. Later. When you're married. Now turn with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. No one's telling you that. No one's telling you that they're telling you that you can be single and you can do whatever you want to do or you can look at whatever you want. And no, there's no there's no effect with that. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. First Corinthians, chapter six. First Corinthians, chapter six, look at verse 18. Flee sexual immorality. 
flee sexual immorality. Look what it says. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, the blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which belong to God. Here again, verse 18, Paul says, flee from sexual immorality. Run. Run from it. Run for your life from it. If you're a single person and someone is pressuring you to do something with them, run, flee, dump them, break up with them, flee from that person. Again, look what it says in verse 18. It says, every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality Again, that's that word pornea, any kind of sexual activity outside of marriage. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Sexual sin, Paul is telling us, it's not like all the other sins. Well, aren't all the sins the same? Well, in one sense they are, in that the blood of Jesus Christ pays for all of our sins, But they are not all the same when it comes to the consequences of sin or the effect of sin on your life. Sexual immorality is in a class of its own. Sexual immorality is the only sin that is a sin against your own body. Sexual sin can affect a person like no other sin. At a deeper level than other sins. You know, if I, if I uh, lose my temper and I yell at my children and then I repent and I ask their forgiveness, then it's over. And we move on. And we forget about it. Right? And in a couple of days, I don't even remember yelling at them. Sexual sin has a way of sticking around in your memory And in your emotions. And it has a way of creating issues for you later in life in your marriage. That's why Paul says, flee. Run from it. A couple other verses for you. You don't have to turn there. I'll just read them to you this time. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3. For this is the will of God. Your sanctification. That you should abstain from sexual immorality. What's the will of God for your life? Your sanctification. I know that. I don't know what else's will may be for your life. But I know your sanctification is his will. That you should abstain from sexual immorality. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 3. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. It shouldn't even be named among Christians. There shouldn't even be a question of what am I allowed to do? How far can I go before I'm crossing a line? It shouldn't even be named among Christians at all. In Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 5, if you'd like to turn there. Proverbs 5. Here in Proverbs 5, 
We're going to look at it a couple times tonight, but I just want to show you one verse for now in Proverbs 5. Uh, this is, uh, here in Proverbs 5, it's talking about the, the immoral woman. The immoral woman, meaning the sexually immoral woman. We could say the same thing about an immoral man, a sexually immoral man. Here's what it says, Proverbs 5, verse 8. Remove your way far from her. Don't go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the cruel one. Don't even go by her house. Don't even drive by her house to see if she's home. Just stay away from her is the idea. The sexually immoral person, again, flee. Flee from sexual immorality. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. You know, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 27 says, An adulterous woman is a deep ditch. An adulterous woman is a deep ditch. You get caught up with her, you get caught up with him, your life is going to end up in a ditch. Your marriage is going to end up in a ditch. Your family is going to end up in a ditch. Your reputation is going to end up in a ditch. Your ministry is going to end up in a ditch. That's going to be hard to pull yourself out of. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 32. I'll just read it to you. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. You destroy your own soul. Again, God created marriage and God created sexual intimacy for marriage. That's where God meant for it to be enjoyed. In the marriage relationship, not outside the marriage relationship. You're in Proverbs 5. Look at Proverbs 5.15. Proverbs 5.15. I I love... uh, I love verse 15. It's so poetic uh, in what it's describing here. Drink water from your own cistern. Doesn't that sound like your grandpa or something? Some advice that grandpa would tell you. And you're thinking, what does grandpa even mean by that? Drink water from your own cistern and running water from your own well. The phrase running water means living water, life-giving water. The idea here is find all your satisfaction sexually, all your fulfillment, all your refreshment in your spouse, in your husband, in your wife. Drink water from your own cistern. Drink that living water from your own well. Look down at verse 18. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth. Just rejoice with the wife of your youth and be blessed by that fountain. 
that you find in your spouse. Be enraptured with her love or his love. Be satisfied and fulfilled with your spouse. And then you're not going to look for another well to drink from. Or another cistern. This is God's design. This is what he intended. Turn with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Look at verse 1. 1 Corinthians 7, 1. For concerning the things of which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. He's talking sexually here. It's good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. Notice that. Let each man have his own wife and each woman her own husband. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Again, he's saying marriage is God's provision for you to find all of your sexual fulfillment in the marriage relationship between a husband and wife. That's the one place God has given us where we can focus all of that uh, energy. And this is one of the purposes of marriages. Now look at verse 5. Do not deprive one another. Again, it's talking about sexual intimacy. Except with consent. So both the husband and wife are in agreement. And only for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer. And come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Verse 5 tells us the only time a husband and wife should abstain from intimacy is when you both agree to abstain. And you abstain, look what it says, for the purpose of fasting and prayer. So not very long. How long can you fast? A day? Two days, three days, a week. I tried fasting one time. I couldn't even make it to lunch. Well, there you go. That's how long you should abstain then. Now look again at verse 5 and why this is important. It says, and come together again. Again, it's talking about intimacy here. So that Satan does not tempt you. Because of your lack of self-control. You should come back together in intimacy. Because if you don't, you are giving Satan an opportunity to tempt you or tempt your spouse into adultery. Again, God created marriage. Marriage is his idea. Marriage is, we're told in the Bible, in the New Testament, it's a picture of of Christ's relationship with the church, where Christ is the groom and the church is his bride. Society, nations are built on marriages, families. Satan hates marriage. And he, if you're married here, he hates your marriage. And he would love to destroy your marriage. And one way Satan can destroy your marriage is through Adultery. So don't abstain from intimacy in your marriage for very long. Again, however long you can fast 
And only if you both agree to that so that you can focus on fasting and praying, because if you abstain for a long time or you abstain for any other reason, you're giving Satan a potential opening to tempt you or to tempt your spouse to adultery. Now, in Proverbs, you don't have to turn there. There's a whole bunch of verses I want to share that I can't share. But in, in Proverbs, I think this is important. In Proverbs, Proverbs has a lot to say about the immoral woman or the adulterous woman. I encourage you to read Proverbs uh, and what it says about adultery and the immoral woman, the adulterous woman. And when it talks about, listen, when it talks about the immoral woman, Proverbs says very little about the immoral woman's appearance or her beauty or her dress. There are some verses that talk about her physical beauty. But what Proverbs says over and over and over and over is that she seduces, listen, with her flattering words. Not so much her beauty. But with her flattering words, with her compliments, with the kind things that she says and the nice things that she says. Listen to just this one example, Proverbs chapter 7, verse 21. Listen to what it says. With her enticing speech, she caused him to yield. With her flattering lips, she seduced him. Doesn't say anything about what she's wearing or what she looked like. Just that with her enticing speech and her flattering lips, she seduced this man. If you're here, if you're married, make sure that you are the one speaking enticing words and flattering words to your spouse and not someone else. Make sure you're the one who is saying kind things to your spouse and complimenting your spouse and not just criticizing your spouse or not just giving your spouse a list of things they need to do. Don't forget to go to the grocery store. Don't forget to pick up the laundry. Don't forget to... You be the one who flatters your spouse with your words. You be the one who says kind things and complimentary things and sweet things to them so that they're not hearing it somewhere else. Now, turn with me over to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. In Matthew chapter 5, we are given... Uh, Jesus's interpretation of the seventh commandment. Matthew chapter five. Here is Jesus's interpretation of you shall not commit adultery. Matthew chapter five, verse 27. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her. Has already committed adultery with her. In his heart. And so now the rest of the room is squirming a little bit. Right? (laughs) With this one. Jesus said whoever. Whoever. Whoever looks at a woman with lust. Has committed adultery with her. In his heart. Like with the other commandments. This commandment doesn't only apply to the physical act. But the, the violation of the commandment. Is done in the heart. Adultery begins 
in the heart. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thank you for making Ring of Truth a part of your day today. Tuning out the world and tuning into Scripture gives life a whole new meaning. While the Word of God may feel like a whole bunch of do's and don'ts, it also offers love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness that only Jesus can give. Pastor Dan Sexton has been teaching through a series that ultimately sets parameters and safeguards for those who choose to follow Jesus. Did we pique your curiosity? We hope so. If you'd like to hear more from Pastor Dan Sexton, please visit our website, calvaryec.com. There are loads more messages for you to listen to. Find out more about Ring of Truth and the church behind it while you're there. The About tab at the top of the page will fill you in. If you enjoy connecting through social media, then don't forget about our podcast. It can be found on iTunes as well. In addition, you can find us on Facebook. Are you a part of a church? If not, we invite you to join ours. Sunday service times can be found at calvaryec.com. We'd love to meet you and worship Jesus together. Our live stream is available for those of you not close enough to attend in person. We believe that time spent in God's Word is time well spent. There are numerous other ways to get involved with what's happening here at Ring of Truth, such as, well, why don't you just see for yourself? Under the Serve tab at calvaryec.com. We're out of time for today, but thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice. And it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.